0: So for 38 years, I was really good at hiding my depression and anxiety. I wasn't your person that they stereotype that stayed in bed all day or looked depressed. I actually was the opposite. I was very high functioning. I kept a smile on my face. I did all of the life things. But I was really, really, really sad and depressed and anxious inside. And I carried that with me. And no matter what was happening again, I felt like it was happening to me, not for me. So experiences such as being molested at the age of three, having two alcoholic parents going through really tumultuous, ugly divorce, having both of my parents then kind of take off and recreate their lives and leave me to figure it out at age of 13, 14. Um, started working as a young, young child in school still to survive and just lots of things always felt like they were happening to me. This built up over 38 years of my life, 38 years of feeling like a victim of life. Why am I here? That was the question that always ran through my head. Lucky for me, I had really supportive grandparents on my father's side. And I was able to escape summers and be with them and get some really strong morals and foundations underneath me that grounded me to get me through the 38 years. My parents both loved us the best that they could with the tools that they had, but they were alcoholics and they were dysfunctional in their own rights. So that carried forward with my plan D no matter what was going on, there was always this background noise that if this doesn't work, just kill myself. Totally irrational, diseased mind. That leads to me having my own child and going through my own very tumultuous divorce. Um, My ex-husband had an affair and my child was a baby and it was a very, very rough time. So we picked up and we moved we went to another country. Sounds crazy, but that was the life I lived at the time where I thought flee, escape, start over and avoid. And if it doesn't work, plan D is always there. So we went to my ex-husband's country, New Zealand. And we did that because him and I discussed after the divorce, where would be a great place for me to raise our son who was very tiny at the time, um, just under two years, 14 months, um, that would be safe for a single mom to raise a child on her own and New Zealand was the place. So off we went. The first few years there were really beautiful. We discovered ourselves, we you know, made new friends, new career, son was thriving, everything seemed to be going quite well. But i was still very very depressed going through the divorce having to have a full hysterectomy going through hormonal changes just so many things it was like that was my life though people would say oh my gosh i feel like you walk around with a black cloud over you and that's how it felt at this stage plan d was fully back alive and not only was it alive but the ideation of suicide was so impactful that it was a common thought throughout my day and several things happened again, very normal life stuff, but I felt like it was happening to me, not for me. It just clicked one day. This is the straw on the camel's back. And I started planning and I started planning my suicide. I started collecting medications like many houses at the time, you know, we had lots of pill bottles in the house from broken arms and legs and this and that. And so I just took all of the bottles and I threw them all together. I didn't know what I had. It was a mix of so many things and not being a drug user. I didn't realize throwing in the antidepressants, the anti-anxiety, the sleep meds, all of it together was such a dangerous cop, but it was, and I built the illusion in my head through being so diseased in the mind that my family would be better off without me. And this is something that I will say over and over again, if anyone is watching this, that's experiencing suicide ideation or has a loved one that is, please know this is not something we reach for willfully. It's something that is an effect and effect of a diseased mind. And we need help when we're going through this, not told that we're selfish, all those things that people say around suicide. I got in my car, which was an SUV, and I drove off. And I didn't have a spot picked. We lived, again, on a very remote island, and I knew there were spaces where you could drive up into the crevices towards the top of some of the mountainous areas, and we're building homes up there. And I figured it was cleared, and so I drove up that way. I found one of those clearing spots, parked my SUV, and it was overlooking this gorgeous bluff of ocean. And I slowly sat there. I had gotten gin and tonics, I didn't mention that, but I was on a drinker, as I mentioned previously, and I knew that if I mixed the alcohol with the pills and I did it very slowly, that my body would then slowly come down with that. So I sat there and I finished some of the suicide notes as I slowly was taking the pills and drinking the alcohol, looking at the view and just really being in the moment. And what I recall of that was just again, very clearly, this is the right thing for my family. They're better off without me. And the diseased mind just kept playing that I was raised Catholic. So this was considered sinful, and I just kept saying, I know there's a loving and merciful God, regardless of what happens here. I trust something in my heart that tells me I'll be okay. They'll be okay. And I just kept playing that. Now, again, I probably was rationalizing what I was getting ready to do. um, But I also now understand in my NDE that that was coming from a higher place so i was being guided in all of this without realizing it of course hindsight being 2020 continued to do the medications and the drinking and the suicide notes and i started to feel them kicking in and the last note that i needed to write was to the person that i knew would find my body and that was really important to me because i didn't want that for anyone it really made me feel yucky to think that someone was gonna have to discover my body notify my family and all of that so the very last note that i put on the top of my dashboard was to that person apologizing explaining to them that i hated that they had to do this for a living and that i'm so sorry please forgive me for that i decided that i needed a little bio trip before This really set in, so I opened the door thinking I could go find a little spot to go to the restroom and immediately realized my legs were no longer there. Just I was like walking on noodles, and I thought, that's not going to happen. So I closed the door, threw the pillow and the blanket and all of the things that were important to me in the back, put the suicide notes on the dashboard, and I climbed in the back of my SUV and laid down. As I laid there and stared at the ceiling of my SUV, I just kept listening for my breath because we don't know what dying means, right? I mean, it's not a normal thing to know what to expect. I just thought, how will I know when I'm dead? Which again seems so irrational, but I just kept thinking when the breath stops. So I just kept tuning into my body and saying, are you still breathing? Are you still breathing? and that became like an inner mantra which i now realize was a form of meditation i didn't know it at the time and i just kept repeating that over and over i still breathing and i would listen okay there's the breath but as i was doing this and i was saying to god i know there's a merciful god whatever happens here i know that i will be met with love again not realizing how divinely protected i was in that moment and i just kept following the breath And I noticed it getting shallower and shallower. I started feeling tingling in my body, which I thought was the medication and the alcohol. I started feeling these sensations like I wasn't the body, but I didn't again, attribute it to understanding what was happening. I just felt like this must be what it feels like to die. But I wasn't having pain and I wasn't experiencing fear. I just was really focused on the breath and these sensations. And then I heard these crackling, popping sounds, but they weren't outside of me. I was them. They were not an inner ear or an inner hearing. You'll hear me talk about this. Like all the sensations we attribute to seeing and hearing are through these things on our body it wasn't that it was an internal knowingness that i was the sound i was the sensation of crackling and popping and that continued and it got louder and louder and i was becoming it i was like my whole body was booming and vibrating and then i felt this pulling sensation it was the strongest pull i've ever felt in my life like something was lifting me And all of a sudden, whoosh, I was out of my body, above my SUV, looking as though there was no rooftop on my SUV, down on my physical body underneath, which was moving and obviously very uncomfortable, very unstable, appeared to be in pain, but I wasn't having any of those sensations or feelings. And interestingly enough, there was no desire to get back in there there was no fear for that thing that was in the car there was no remorse or regret there was no oh my gosh what have i done there was just a peaceful calm knowingness that everything was okay and just to trust it and while this was all going on i wasn't even recognizing what i had become which was bodiless i wasn't curious there weren't thoughts happening about any of it it was just a witness to it all like these eyes but no one having them watching this whole thing from above and there was another sensation or a pulling the popping and crackling again began and just this freedom like I was expanding and again a pull strong strong pull I only can attribute it to upwards But I now know there is no up or down. It was just a complete enraptured going in every direction as energy. And that's what was happening. It felt like I had come out of a tuna can and my energy just wanted to expand into everything. And that everythingness was cracking and popping and sensations were pulling. And I became all of it up, 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 if you will, and all of a sudden there was like this burst into what I call the abyss or darkness that may sound scary it was the most loving most pleasing sensation I've ever experienced pure bliss pure love I now know that was awareness I became part of that everythingness we call it God As soon as we label it, it becomes a separate entity. So I don't like to give labels to things, but in sharing, of course, we have to. So whatever you refer to this as, source energy, love, God, for me, I refer to it as God, but not a being, an energy, and I was part of that again. There was an awareness of this, like I was home. I wasn't afraid. It was normal. It felt so peaceful, and I would have happily just hovered as everything expanding, like the energy was just going in every direction. There was no more popping, there was no more pulling, there was just the only thing I can ascribe it to was what I would think of as floating, but I wasn't an energy separate to flow, I was just all of it. All of a sudden, I just knew there was a knowingness, there was something else ahead, if you will, and I felt again, more uh, opening, expansion, um, boundless aliveness, uh, a pulling sensation, more cracking, and an upward draw. And again, whoosh, more expansion. All of a sudden, I was getting these oh my gosh, these smells. But it wasn't, again, a smelling like we think of with our senses. I was the smell. I was hearing this glorious, angelic sounds. I call it music, but it wasn't music. I was the tones. And I just, again, felt so safe. And there was this pink, this hue of pink. I try to recreate it with watercolors and such, but again, there's just no recreating what our linear brains see here, which is so limited. And I just felt yet another extension of bliss and peacefulness i felt held in the grace of god but beyond god i felt like i was in a community energy like i was part of something now where in the abyss i was all of it now this felt like not separation like we have in the 3d but almost like there could be other experiences or other aspects of things, um, I now refer to this as heaven. Um, but again, I don't like giving labels, but for the benefit of the listeners, it's something I think everyone can relate to. Um, that heaven experience where we don't have to necessarily be oneness, but we can collaborate and experience other things. But very different than the linear. No need for a body still, although you can have that. No need to show up as an entity or an energy, um, but you can have that. And when I say you can have that, what I mean is I recognized thoughts seem to be back, but they were very different than what we think of as thoughts. There was some ability to be taking in the pinkness and the sounds and the smells but i was them but i was also able to recognize i was them it's again very hard to put articulated in words the next recognition in my now understanding of that experience was we were in what i refer to as a tomb and this space was magnificent it was uh almost like a marble stone structure, um, very magical feeling. And this is where I would say I had what many refer to as your preview of life. For me, it was different than a lot of other NDEers. I didn't have this lengthy, it didn't feel lengthy at all. It felt like seconds of my 38 years. I I re-experienced everything. And each of the experiences, remember I mentioned that I felt like life was happening to me and it was a very victim-y kind of perspective of how I perceived my life. It wasn't that. It was like everything was celebrated. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong, the sinful, the angelic. It was like the energies or entities that were in that space with me, which at this time I wasn't seeing anyone. I just could feel... This enormity of ancestral energy and angelic energy and light being energy and I just knew they were there without seeing them I wasn't a body but I was having what appeared to be somewhat of a separate experience of all of this and witnessing my whole 38 years and every single thing was celebrated every segment was you did it. Oh my gosh, you did it and it was so loving, supportive and this is where I was infused is how I refer to it or I was given a download to bring back of what soul plans are and that came back with me and that all of this was pre-determined and I was part of that discussion of my soul plan. None of this was happening to me. It was happening for me. And I was part of those engagements. I had so many beautiful experiences. I would not be able to cover all of them. And what's fascinating to me is all these years later, I'm still getting downloads of things that happened. Again, because we're in linear, we think that time and space is real. And so a then and a now is our reference points. But the reality is it's all happening now. And so all these paradigms and aspects are overlapping. We call it reincarnation or we say we have many lives. But what I was shown is every time we take a breath and we take a new one, that is a death and a rebirth. In this life review, I just had an intuitive knowingness that they were preparing me to not remain here. Um, At the time when I returned to my body, which I'll talk more about, um, I didn't realize that I was completely okay with this. But what I now know is there was actually resistance and I didn't know it. And I, I did have a little bit of a tantrum and did want to stay. But my son at the time was very young when this happened. And yet I heard this male voice and it said, Mom, I need you to come back. I need you. And it was a male. And I saw this physicality walking towards my no body energy. And I recognized the eyes. And it was my son at the age of 21. How I knew he was 21, I don't know. I just intuitively knew. And he said, I need you to come back. I need you. And again, he was very little at the time, six, seven years old. And I knew I had to go back. I knew he needed me and I knew he needed me to be in the body. So as, again, this knowingness that the resuming to the body was going to take effect, I again knew that The archangels and the light beings, and all of the energies there were leading me and guiding me. Again, nobody, just a floating sensation through this bliss, these smells, these sounds, this love, this presence, this peace. And I was gifted with the most beautiful thing from the angels, which said to me, not in words and telepathy. Your only role is to breathe and not resist. Rest is taken care of. Now I didn't understand how profound that was. And I also didn't understand at the time they were saying, and we always see you. I didn't hear that at the time. That came later. And the next thing I knew, the crackling, the popping, the sensations, the pulling down now. For lack of better terms feeling like the body was now having to somehow reformulate itself and this boundless energy was having to come back together a pause in that abyss again no idea how long also no idea how many downloads i was gifted with in that space i now know it was 18 minutes apparently by the time they found me talk about that in a minute but about 18 minutes that they had found me and were working on me and getting me loaded into a helicopter, we come back with these messages not to be special, not to be unique, not to seem to be some hierarchical change from you, not at all.